Recorded live. Good morning, good evening, wherever you may be across the nation or around the world. Once again, you're listening to the VMware Communities Roundtable Podcast. This is podcast number 564. My name is Eric Nielsen, and with me today, I have my regular co-host, Matt Longeth. Today is Wednesday, July 21st, 2021. Matt, how are you doing today? Eric, I am well. We have started to see just within the last oh, day or two, some of that um, smoke and whatnot in the air from the Western wildfires over here in the, the mid-Atlantic. A noticeable uh, tinge to the air, if you will, has made for some beautiful sunsets and sunrises, but uh, otherwise very much apparent that, that something is going on out in the West Coast and uh, Western Canada. But uh, enough on the East Coast, sir. How are you? How are things out on the West Coast? And most importantly, what is the color of the bay? Uh, well, let me tell you, just like uh, COVID is trying to come back, I mean, I think 2021 is just going to keep showing up here. And yes, we do have a few wild, wildfires going on in California, and uh, it's at Tahoe, so Tahoe's burning, and we we got them again. It's not as bad in the Bay Area. We don't have any tinge. It's been a beautiful 72-degree, chilly, clear days the last few days, so can't go wrong with that. But I do feel bad for the people up in the Sierra Nevada mountain range, which is burning, and then it is blowing. Uh, eastward across the nation so feel so bad for you guys getting to s smell that and uh we're gonna hope that uh we don't go through a, a bad bad fire season but we do have some fires going on up in the mountain ranges but it's beautiful and the color of the bay is kind of a a, a light turquoise uh green uh hard to put, say that but it's sunny and nice and the you know people are enjoying the the bay area right now and the color you know color of the bay, bay is is good we're having some nice weather here in in northern california um on the show today we're going to i'm excited about this share matt because we're going to have the vsphere mobile client team on in fact if you go to youtube.com uh, v barbecue you can go check out look at some of the engineers we have on the show uh, we have siva who is a senior member of the technical staff for the user interface team uh, here at vmware and then we also have uh t homer i'm, I'm going to mess that up but i'll let him introduce his, his himself anyway uh he is also a uh staff member on the engineering team. So I'm really excited to have engineering in the house today. So welcome guys, uh, just say hello, and then we're gonna get to the news and then we'll loop back and hear your stories and then talk about uh, the mobile client. How you guys doing? Uh, thanks, Eric, I'm doing good. Um, hi everyone, my name is Siva Karthi. Uh, as Eric mentioned, I'm a senior member of technical staff in the vSpay UI team. Uh, I've been here with VMware for three years. It has been great going so far. And I worked on um, VCSI installer and VCPO HTML5 client and uh, another mobile client. And yeah, this interface has been a passion for me so far. Yeah. Nice. Hey guys, it's uh, Tihumir. Uh, there you go. Speaking, speaking from Bulgaria, uh, a long term member of the UI team again. And um, we can delve into many of the things later. I can tell you stuff. All right. Well, great. Uh, thanks for being on the show. We're excited to talk to you guys about it. This is, this is fun. Matt, uh, I don't know if you're excited about this topic as well, but I, I know I am. I am. I, it, this has been a long time coming, right, in, in various different iterations. And I'm, I'm sure that we'll get into that as far as what was out there from the, the history of it being a fling out to the current release. So I can't wait in to, to dive into the history and, and all the feature and functionality that we have in the current release that has been uh, published out there in the associated blog article. 
But before we get to that, I know that there are some important announcements. I know Corey has some items out there. Let's get right into the news. Yeah, let me do, uh, Corey, before I jump, I'll just the VMworld uh, content calendar went live uh, yesterday, the 20th. And uh, I know that we are we have gotten a not large list of the sessions. So we're going to be promoting them through VExperts and doing some interviews. Going to be some great sessions out there. Uh, I'm, a, I'm really excited about them. We, we, we look through maybe... 120 different key sessions yesterday and made a list of ones that we think are worthy of bringing on the show or highlighting. So we're going to be doing that. And uh, yeah, I'm excited about VMworld now. Like It looks like it's going to be great sessions and everybody has gotten used to this idea of you know recording good sessions. We're going to be doing some special marketing around them as well as some engagement activities during the sessions themselves. So uh, stay tuned for that. But if you want to go check out the sessions, go to vmworld.com and look for the content calendar. It is published. Schedule Builder's not live yet. Uh, and I don't think Schedule Builder's as important this year because it's all online. So we'll be able to expand that out. I don't think sessions will go away this year. Um, but go check out content, content calendar and look at the different tracks that are going on. And vmworld.com now this year has good track summaries and track recommendations. So you can also look at vmworld.com and check out the, the tracks themselves and who vmworld is actually recommending for key sessions for tracks. It's pretty interesting. Much better website this year than uh, previous years. So so Corey, how's it going with you guys and the experts? Things going well. Uh, I have to disagree that it's a better looking website than previous years, Eric. I used to develop vmworld.com. <laughs> well, all right. I agree that it is one of the better ones since you stopped working on it. How's okay. It? Thank you. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a long time. Yeah. So things with uh, vexpert world. So um, uh, VM, uh, sorry, vexpert second half applications are going to be announced August 14th. Uh, we hooked up uh, vexperts with all test drive accounts. So VMware test drive. Um, if you're a vexpert and you don't know about that, go read your email. It's in there. Um, we've developed an API um, for the test drive um, uh, environment. So the test drive environment just reads the API, pulls the data, signs you up for an account. And if you're a vexpert um, coming up in the second half, you'll be you'll have an account for that as well. Uh, VMworld sessions. Uh, so we're going to um, uh, start marketing the VMworld sessions. I've got an email coming out today to vexperts. Um, so I'm going to be asking for blog posts on your sessions and why your sessions are important to to, uh, to your customers as well as the community and uh, how it's going to benefit them and why they should attend your session. And then once we start getting URLs from Schedule Builder, we're going to start heavily marketing those as well and start bringing people into your sessions. Um, for the VXert VMworld celebration party this year, we're going to have one for US and one for Europe. So there are going to be two separate celebrations. We're going to do some random winners. Uh, we're going to do some meet the VExperts. We're going to do... Uh, um, some some 15 minutes about uh, about various topics, and we're going to have uh, awards as well this year. Um, it's going to be a little bit different with the swag bags, so we're not going to do swag bags this year. Um, I think we talked about this a couple podcasts ago, but I mentioned it again. Um, the, the budget for swag bags, um, if we did it for all the experts, would be about $120,000. We're a very small team for communities. Um, so it's a little bit difficult, but what we are going to do are some really cool prizes and um, we're going to do some 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 drawings and, uh, you know, some giveaways for sure um, to uh, show our appreciation to the community. 
Yeah. So Corey, I mean, that's a good point. And what we are trying to do this year, last year, we got a lot of registrations. Uh, we got tons of registrations, 150,000 people said they were going to come mm -hmm. in and do sessions and uh, go to VMware code and all that. We got 25,000 registers for VMware code. What we discovered is when we looked at the numbers, actually how many people got up on that day and actually came in and watched a session engaged, uh, the number was like maybe 10%, maybe 20%. Yeah. Wow. Nice, right? Um, this year, we're going to be plugging things in, including the expert party, right? So if you, the expert party is happening and you're there at three quarters of the way through the expert party, you're still engaging uh, with the content, saying hello to people, then you can expect that there will be more things given away near the end of the expert party than at the beginning of the expert party. So that's a note to everybody out there listening that if you want to uh, engage with us this year, we're going to try to make it fun and rewarding for people that actually come long. So yes, absolutely. Excited about that. All right. With that, Matt, I think that's uh, all we've got for news. We've got VMworld coming up. We've got uh, the expert stuff happening. Don't think uh, I got any other news uh, elements I need to cover, Matt. Are, are you good as well? Uh, if you were a TAM customer out there that's listening along, uh, make sure to reach out to your assigned TAM and ask them about TAM customer day that is associated with VMworld coming up, I believe, uh, the first week of November uh, for the event. So so ask and, and make sure to reach out to your local TAM uh, with customer days associated with VMworld uh, this year. Very nice, very nice. And with that, let's get to the fun topic of the show today and our two guests. Um, so uh, Siva, let's let's talk to you first. Give us the how long have you been at VMware? And uh, you know, you're an engineer. You know, your UI. Maybe take us a three minutes of how you found yourself liking UI. How'd you come to be VM uh, an engineer? How'd you end up at VMware? Tell the community members a little bit about yourself. Um, yeah, sure. So um, I've been uh, with VMware for three years now. Um, I um, worked on um, the CSI installer, vSphere uh, HTML5 client. And uh, prior to VMware, I started as a software engineer in Samsung. And um, after that, British Telecom and Samsung, um, I'm responsible for uh, improving the performance of um, browsers, Samsung browser and email clients, um, mostly. So that's it started. Uh, the, I mostly worked with the user interface and making it snappy, and later, um, uh, in BT, I uh, developed dashboards um, for um, uh, the customers. Uh, so that it started um, my uh, passion uh, with the interface. Nice, nice, nice. And where are you located? I, I can see you're in an office on on YouTube here. You're you're in a, you're in a home office, by the looks of it. But uh, where are you in the in on the planet? Um, from India and uh, in the state of Tamil Nadu. Oh, very nice, very nice. Well, yeah. I hope things are going okay for you over there, and uh, nice seeing you. And it must be what, at like four a.m. in the morning for you right now? Uh, it's around twelve forty-six a.m. Oh, twelve forty-six. Oh, that's that's nothing. You can stay up a few more hours. Perfect. I just had a tea. Yeah. Right. Right. A tea. Good. All right. Well, same question to you, to Homer. Uh, how's uh, where you're obviously somewhere in Europe. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. How'd you end up as an engineer and uh, working at VMware and what you're working on? Yeah, uh, better shot at the name this time. Thank you. By the way, I have a shorter name that's Tisho. You can use this one. Uh, yeah, I'm in Bulgaria. Uh, we have a, a very uh, large office VMware in uh, Bulgaria. Uh, a lot of the user interfaces for vSphere built here. Um, I came here like 
10 years ago. I've uh, been here for a long time. Uh, but before that, I started up as a uh, backend engineer, actually. And I've been to all kinds of different uh, products and uh, portfolios, mostly enterprise. Uh, to be honest, uh, it's been quite a ride at VMware, uh, and the mobile client was a very exciting thing that we did together with uh, Shiva and uh, another member that's not here, Hari. Uh, he's from Greece. And I'm really happy to talk to you about it. I think that uh, uh, people would be really interested in the topic. All right. All right. Well, uh, starting out, um, just asking you guys, and I don't know who should uh, cover the, you know, how did this project get started? How long has it been going on? Is it released today? What, you know, are you at a beta release? Where are you with the mobile app? I know nothing about it. I was actually surprised to hear that we had one. And now I've seen the blog article. And I will say that on blogs.vmware.com slash code on the code blog, uh, uh, 2021-0528, there is a nice, really nice blog that kind of has some video content and whatever demoing the the vSphere mobile client. So go go check out the code website. You can go find it on there. Uh, so who wants to tell me the history of this project? How long has it been out there and uh, how to get started? Yep. Should I? Probably. Yeah. Or you? Okay. Thanks. No, so ahead. yeah. Um, it, it's been a um, interesting uh, trip because it started up as a. Um, uh, initiative. Uh, it's still a Fling. You can find out the Fling page the, uh, at, at the Fling's uh, site, uh, flingsvmware.com. Um, we also did a uh, uh, round of internal um, funding, which is the X-Labs. Uh, there we wanted to uh, kickstart this project and added a few more developers there. Uh, actually, there were quite a few uh, clients before that that were mobile. Uh, one of which was uh, Watchlist. Probably uh, some of the viewers uh, have used it or heard of it before. Uh, it was very successful in my own opinion. However, it didn't uh, catch traction inside of the organization. So it was it lost funding. Um, to be honest, the mobile client right now is also not in an official product, but we are working hard to get there. And uh, of course, one of my messages to the public would be uh, help us in any way you can, either with suggestions, uh, ideas, or just talk to our representatives at VMware to let them know how much uh, it's uh, available to you and how, how much it helps you do your job. That will make the case for us a lot. Nice. All right. Well, that answer my my question is is not out as a product yet, but it is a fling, and there have been several different starts uh, along our journey. Where I know we did have a website on a community uh, site that actually had kind of some of the mobile clients listed. I think that's no longer there, but uh, there have been a handful of mobile apps that VMware has moved along. I think this one is interesting in that it is really a vSphere client, a full mobile client, right? It's not just a HTML URL. It's it's actually Built and you have quite a large number of features there uh, that that really make it you know a a first class mobile client for for vSphere. Um, so all right, that's that's how it's got started. That's where you're at. Um, one of the things that I I, I think I we should ask is. Um, have you used it? What is the what is your experience? You know, can you know, I always talk about mobile on .com and I go, yeah, you know, why would you do this? You know, why 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 go with a mobile when you you know you're using a browser? I need a shell. I need I need I need Linux. You know, like I'm, I'm like that guy. 
but in the end, what's been the response for people using this and, and, and how easy is it, or does it actually allow you to manage your, your VMs, you know, connect, connecting to ESX hosts and so forth? Yep. Uh, so uh, the main uh, difference, right? Um, when you talk about laptop and mobile, you can uh, can take mobile anywhere, and you uh, you have the uh, biometric fingerprints and face ID, and you can open the app uh, very quickly instead of typing the password. And um, with mobiles, you you have uh, uh, the monitoring and uh, troubleshooting experience that is enhanced. Um, uh, compared to uh, your laptop, you you can get notifications anytime when whenever uh, your VM is powered off and uh, whenever you have your task completed. So that's the main use case for us um, with the VSphere mobile client. Yeah, we really like to make this app a uh, center for monitoring and troubleshooting. Uh, of course, it would never be as full as the uh, web client that's usually used to administer the uh, VSphere suite. But to be honest, uh, you don't need that on your mobile. What you need in your mobile is a quick reaction to where uh, consider any use case that you're not close to a laptop, you're uh, in the tram, you're uh, traveling somewhere, you're walking the dog, you know. The pandemic has made a lot of these situations very common to us. We're uh, not going to the office anymore, but we're still stuck in home and uh, taking care of uh, chores and all these things just, uh, um, let us have this new use case. That's actually a really interesting perspective that, that uh, this makes a lot of sense, which is if I look at Matt, if I'm staying at home right now, um, because I'm at home, I tend to bounce around a bit more. I'm not just sitting at my desk all the time because you're in this home environment. Uh, and so my mobile has become more interesting from a notification perspective, right? I have notifications set up on my mobile apps for Teams, messaging, mail, that kind of stuff. So that if I happen to be not sitting at my desk all day, which is more the case nowadays, the mobile acts as a way to let me know, can I answer this quickly? Can I deal with this? Because this is not a, a P1 priority where I have to run back to my office and set, get online. Uh, and so the, the, the mobile for me, when it comes to teams and other interaction styles for the community, even you know tweet, tweeting and so forth, is just this idea that I can triage what the notification is to know how severe it is, whether I need to go get my laptop and you know make sure that I'm online and solving the problem, or whether it's just something that I can I can breeze over, forward somebody else. It's not my problem, or whatever that is. So I, I guess that that for me, from a use case perspective, is really powerful in that you can you can monitor your things. Does it do multiple you know ESX servers? Can I can I get notifications from you know, how does that, how does that, how does it do from a standpoint of, I guess maybe all my notifications aggregate up into one location. So then I'm just connected to that. So um, I would assume that works pretty well. Uh, yep. Um, the notifications, um, uh, you will get a lot of notifications for both ESX and vCenter server. Uh, right now, uh, the user has to um, deploy a notification appliance to do that. And um, we are trying to, um, improve on that experience. Uh, but to answer your question, yeah, we get uh, both the notifications for uh, ESX and then VCenter Server. To be honest, the, the notification service and the whole notification experience is something we are aiming to improve uh, greatly because we, we think this is uh, something that the users will really utilize once it's more uh, feature 
proof, uh, there's more uh, options. One of the things we're thinking about is having this, when you have a, a, a bookmark on, a, let's say, a virtual machine or a host or some inventory item that's very important to you, you would start actually receiving uh, any type of important notifications related to it. So it would really become a center for uh, alarms and uh, events. Uh, and it would be always there with you in, in, in your pocket. So I got to ask, um, I get the notification and alarms now. Um, does it give you full functionality to mess with your VMs as well? Or am I just kind of viewing and seeing status and drilling down on my VMs to see the status? Could I accidentally vMotion you know, uh, by, by clicking and accidentally hitting the wrong thing? How does that behave? Or, you know, and uh, what do you, how do you, how do you handle that? You're, you're not the first one to ask, by the way, uh, and it's a very good question. I guess uh, a lot of people are uh, having the same thoughts when they first uh, use uh, a mobile device to administer their data center. It's a very important job, and uh, you're, you're never used to um, doing stuff from your mobile that are so important. No, for now, we only envision quick actions, and even if they're um, uh, a bit destructive, uh, we always have fail safes, like we ask you several times whether you're sure you want to do that. And there's always a way to, to revert. So um, we try not to uh, capitalize on the actions unless there's something that makes sense from the perspective of the use case that uh, you're uh, dealing with right now. So Tahomir, how does that respect um, vSphere or vCenter permissions, right? D does the UI change? Let's say we have a, a, a one user comes in as a true admin, a super user that has full vCenter credentials, but you have someone else that might have lesser permissions just to go in and maybe view permissions. Does the UI on the mobile client change to respect those permissions that have been set in vCenter? Or if they click on the icon right now, it's just not responsive. Uh, as it is with most of our clients, uh, the API would not return uh, objects that are not within the permission realm of the current uh, user. So uh, for most cases, you would just not be able to see this uh, uh, item that you don't have access to. Uh, having said that, uh, since this is a fling and you have to know that it's uh, developed by just a couple of uh, developers and uh, sure. mostly in their free time, uh, there could be uh, situations where we don't handle this very well. Uh, this is why we aim to productize uh, in the first place. We want to make sure that we um, cover as many of these situations as possible. Uh, but for now, the, the client is just too small, uh, and I don't expect a lot of these permission type of issues to occur, but there could be, of course. We try to listen to our users. They are our uh, main uh, contributor right now with their feedback and their ideas. Uh, we have a very large backlog that's almost entirely uh, based on what our users are telling us about the, applica the application. So um, yeah, that's, that's that. Sure, from a, a storyboarding perspective, if you will, this isn't a primary admin interface, right? This is more of that monitoring, alerting, supplementary compliance, just taking a peek of things. Uh, maybe once a job has started, that's going to be an extended run that you can go back in and, and check the progress of a task. I'm thinking like a, a snapshot roll up that 
that has been out there and there's been multiple snaps and it's been running for a couple hundred days and it's going to take a long time to, to revert the snap back and you want to see where the progress of that is but you don't want to sit in front of a traditional you know html browser you can you can check in on that right absolutely yeah that's you're you're actually describing how the uh, whole app was envisioned in the first place this is what it is supposed to do so I want to go back to, to the monitoring alerting for a second. So you, you said as it stands right now, to get that monitoring alerting, we would have to have a monitoring appliance deployed, right? A, 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 the monitoring OVA, yes? Uh, not really. Only to have push notifications sent to your phone. Uh, uh, but the actual proactive monitoring that you could do, you could do it without doing anything intrusive to the system. But, so only but if we a, we'd want true push notifications would we require that secondary appliance. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Okay. So how does if and again, I guess this would be on because we're looking at at, at you know primarily a, a vCenter type login. We're not logging into the host. We're logging to the each individual vCenter. Uh, how would does the the app? Because you know, obviously, there's these large enterprise-grade deployments where there could be multiple vCenter instances. How does the, the app one handle multiple vCenter logins? Uh, does it catch credentials? To, as uh, Siva had had mentioned about with with Face ID or or thumb notifications, does it work that that way for multiple vCenter instances? And then how does you know the alerting and the UI change as I need to switch from one vCenter to the other? Um, yeah, certainly we have a cache uh, in the local um, where we associate with the biometric um, uh, fingerprint and face ID with the password. And um, we have a UI screen um, where we can change the vCenters. We have a list of vCenters screen where we can um, uh, click on that and change it. And um, you can use the fingerprint again to log into that vCenter. Okay, and let's talk a minute about connectivity, right? So we talk about the the app, right? That we'd have, and I see that this is both out there for Android and iOS, available published out through through both of their respective stores. So we download that app to you know the user's endpoint device. What type of connectivity currently do we need between that mobile device and the vCenter instance to grab the necessary data? Um, we need a VPN connection um, uh, in order to connect to the um, vCenter server, um, or you should be on the same network as the vCenter server in order to um, get the data to the uh, mobile app. Sure, of course, we'd never want to make the vCenter instance publicly exposed to the internet. We wouldn't want to make that secure. And then yeah. we could access if, it, if we were on an administrative network that would be no different than if the, the administrator's laptop would be on that same physical network that the mobile device has access to. Otherwise, if they're off-prem, we're going to need to some type of VPN connectivity, as I hear, between the mobile endpoint and that vCenter instance to, to gain access to that network. That's right, yep. We Is also there any wanted special... to... Oh, sorry. Is there any special uh, firewall parts that, that need opened up for this, or is this standard API calls just as we would have through the HTML client? 
Uh, they are standard API calls, um, like the HTML5 client. Um, there's no special forwards uh, we need to open. So um, no worries on that. Okay. And Samira, I, I'm sorry I interrupted you there. There was a point you were going to make, sir? Yeah, sorry. I was I was actually the one to interrupt. Uh, I wanted to mention to a lot of users uh, when we were describing this at uh, VMware user groups, um, we really wanted and we, we will invest in uh, actually integrating with uh, MDM software, uh, that is software for uh, mobile device management. Um, large enterprises usually deploy these to um, make sure that the uh, devices are in compliance and inside of the VPN network. Once we are fully integrated with such um, solutions, uh, the users would actually not even need to do any additional steps to get into the VPN as long as the um, actual device is enrolled and the app is recognized as a trusted app, they will just be able to connect through the uh, uh, tunneling software. Sure, we can see where this would play in with Workspace ONE access and multi-factor authentication where we could deploy out the app, we would use you know, not only the credentials for the initial login, but then the device itself is part of that multi-factor chain to, to gain access to that particular console. Yeah. A, a fabulous integration of, of both the mobile device and then what we're doing for our MDM plays as well. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. All right, so to Matt, you, you did hit one of my questions, which is I uh, get this on the two stores. That's good. Um, this is a kind of an ARM uh, client, I guess, uh, iPad and other kind of slightly bigger mobile platforms. I, I assume works fine on iPad if you want a bigger experience. Um, yeah, that's a great point, Eric. Is there a, a specific app that's de been developed for uh, iPad OS for for you know the the tablets, or is this just a uh, a single app right now that can be deployed to both um, the phone and uh, <clears throat> iPads as well? Uh, it's a single app uh, which we use for both uh, phone and iPads. Uh, the UI is fluid. Um, you can it changes when the when when we use the iPad, we have the uh, icons to the left, and in mobile you have menu options available in the dashboard. So uh, other things that are on my list to talk about are vSAN, vROPS, and other VMware solutions. Uh, how are we doing? And how many people are actually on your team to address some of this stuff? Like, uh, I know that uh, we will do a call for like people to go get the mobile app and get people to you know fund your group bigger, right? Maybe we should start a, a you know a, a social funding campaign. But um, when you're talking about doing additional you know penetration into things like vSAN and vROPS, uh, how are you guys handling that? Another good question. Yeah, uh, actually, vSAN have already released um, a mobile client almost in the same time that uh, the mobile client, the vSphere mobile client was released. Um, at that point, uh, because it was uh, an initiative from uh, two different teams inside of VMware, uh, it was not really well uh, timed in terms of uh, how we integrate and even the look and feel is a bit odd and different, but we have noticed this uh, very quickly and we are now working with the, the, the respective teams to find a way to integrate and make the, you know, um, the whole 
experience seamless to the user because this is what we want. Uh, essentially, we want the user to feel like he, they're using the same app. Uh, it's not necessarily going to become one and the same app. Actually, my personal belief is that we need more uh, as long as the way to move between them is really smooth and there is no way for you to feel any um, uh, difficulty while uh, using these. Um, we are also talking uh, with VROPS. Uh, th that was the number one question in uh, VMware user groups from uh, different TAMs and uh, users. Because when you say monitoring and when you say troubleshooting, you always think about uh, VROPS. So uh, this is on the list. And now the hard question about the number of people working on it. Uh, mostly three people working on their spare time. We are funding also uh, any type of initiative that's uh, reasonable. We have a um, different internship that we want to uh, help uh, both the client and the intern gain knowledge on this and uh, implement some features. And we have different uh, ideas on how to move forward. Uh, but yeah, for now, it's uh, it's very small team. Right. So support is good. Uh, maybe we'll call for uh, some of our V experts to go out and uh, uh, download it, set it up, and then uh, blog about it so that we can get some blog, get a little bit of groundswell support for this, because I think uh, it would be really nice to have such a thing. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put in my feature requests. We'll talk about how to do feature requests. I want a Russian roulette kind of connect me to a new vServer server, and so that way I can just get you know alarms from everybody, and I just go, I'm bored today. Let's see who see how everybody else's servers are doing, right? Or maybe we have like a leaderboard where you stack rank whose V servers are running the smoothest, right? So you could like, you know, just kind of have a, a you know, a points layer. I, I'm thinking all the social mobile apps and what do they do? And could we, you know, tie that into like, uh, could we have like voice activated my V server talk to me on my phone, right? And tell me, hey, Eric, good morning. Uh, my VMs are doing really good today. How's it going with for you? Um, all that kind of fun stuff uh, that you don't have any re resources for as well, uh, but we could get a groundswell there and we should ask some of uh, the experts to go do in all seriousness, um, some support for you guys because three engineers on a mobile app part-time, you know, this is one of the things that we always struggle with is how do we, how do we keep these kind of cool flings going, get them resourced, they're kind of edgy because you know the reality is most of us still have our for fat clients that we're, they're running as well, so uh, good to know. Um, well, let's talk about in that same vein, watch list, and uh, could this happen to the mobile client? Like, um, you know, what happened to watch list, and you know, could this happen to the mobile client as well? Do you want to take this, or should I? No, it's not going to happen with mobile client. We have a solid plan, um, like Tihun mentioned, that um, we have uh, internships going on and we have um, other integrations we are planning. So what what happened to Watchlist? G give us some history. This is a talk show. OK, uh, the Watchlist uh, UI is old. Um, and um, it's, it's not, um, I mean, it's not changed based on uh, for the new uh, uh, versions of uh, iOS and Android and um, uh, there's no maintenance for it. And that's how um, I, there's no not much track on the watch list. Right. So if you want to, uh, yeah. 
We wanted to avoid the same problem. Right. So it's the classic, um, it didn't get enough support. We didn't pay attention to it enough. And so the next thing you know, uh, it's no longer resourced. The one or two engineers that are working on a part-time give up and move on to something else. And, and then the new OS has come out, new, new versions of the phone mobiles come out and it, yeah, we know how that goes. It's a cool project, but then eventually the cool people that did the cool project, you know, get new jobs or go do other cool projects. And if it doesn't grip in and get solid funding and base of users, then it gets hard to do. Um, so it's it's good to get exposure. I think coming on this show is that kind of solves some of that, uh, you know, that that dilemma itself, right? Um, when uh, we talk about like VMworld, uh, I do want to ask, have you guys uh, managed to get yourself a, a VMworld session around uh, the mobile app uh, or was that an impossibility? No, we actually managed to this year. Uh, we will be presenting the mobile app. Uh, yeah, cheers. It's been yes, the right. third attempt, actually, I think. So uh, I, feel, I feel it's a good success. Um, so yeah, if somebody's going there, uh, you're more than, more than welcome to come by visit. What's the you session number for those that we have the session catalog out there now? And so, so what's the session number, if you can share that? Uh, you caught me by surprise on that. To be honest, I oh. don't have it right now. That's okay. We can look it up for you and continue I, along. One thanks. of the questions that we had out there for that Corey had brought up is where's the best link to, to dive in for the information that's out there as far as the change log and, and the availability of the app itself? Or if a person would, would find a bug or, or, or whatnot as far as to, to track and, and give the both of you and the team feedback. So I, I would think that would be the, the fling site, but... Uh, you know, I, I want, I'll let the team answer for where the best point of, of information is. Um, we have a Twitter handle. It's um, at vSphereUI underscore team. Um, uh, people can uh, post it there, the features they want, and if they face, face any uh, issues with the app, um, we certainly uh, uh, see those uh, messages. And uh, they can also post on the comment sections uh, in the um, uh, Flinks page. Okay, so over at flings.vmware.com or to, to, compl to complement with that, at vSphereUI underscore teams. And Corey Romero, quick with the search function out on that uh, v or excuse me, VMworld session, it is code 2753. Again, code 2753. So if you would want to hear more on this development path, I'm sure that they were... These gentlemen are preparing the deck as we speak and that there will be several more re releases and iterations, maybe even some product roadmap in that, that presentation. So if that is of interest of, to you, uh, make sure that you attend that, that session on code, again, 2753 for the, the mobile client. So uh, Matt, we do have a question on chat, which is kind of interesting. So I'll, I'll throw that in so we can get this in real time to some degree. Absolutely. Uh, does it support VMware Cloud? Good question. Yes, uh, it does support VMware Cloud. Um, uh, um, once you open the app, you are uh, introduced with uh, a screen where you can choose between on-premises and VMware Cloud. Uh, you can click on the VMware Cloud and give your username and password, and it will take you to the STDC dashboard page. 
So VMware Cloud is kind of a loaded term. What actually do we mean when we talk VMware Cloud? Is it VMC on AWS? Is it um, you know other 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 hyperscalers? Is it something else? Does VMware Cloud mean on-prem cloud? What does that actually mean? Uh, it's VMC on AWS for now. Yeah. Nice. That's that's sweet. So yeah, there you go. Uh, another reason to go VMC on AWS, right, is uh, you can actually see your cloud alerts as well on your phone. I like that. Right. Nothing yeah. ever goes wrong on uh, on AWS. It's all it though. So, so currently, right now, if I had it, let's say a GCVE instance or the Azure VMware solution, that's currently not compatible. But I'm I'm assuming on the roadmap. Yes. Um, actually, this is something that I've heard recently. Um, when you say it's on the roadmap, again, considered it's a, a three-person team. So um, sure, I can't absolutely. really say if it's going to be done sooner or later. But uh, uh, we are very interested in becoming a very cloud-oriented uh, um, solution. One of the things we're considering right now is uh, how we can integrate better with the cloud and how better we can provide services that would be missing otherwise uh, in the private cloud. And one of these services is the notification service that you would have to deploy yourself. If we can save the uh, time for the user to deploy this notification service and provide it as a uh, cloud service, uh, that would be something that we think is going to help a lot of uh, users. Sure, just deploy it as, as a feature set within VMC on AWS and boom, ready to go. And it's, it's already there. Yeah, fantastic idea. I have a question for each of you individually. And to you, Amir, you had, you had just brought it up. So if there is one item right now that is on that top priority list that you have identified that the client currently doesn't have and you wish it did, what is it? Yep. Steve, I'll let, you, I'll let you go first on that one. How, how about that? Uh, it should be the multi-VC support. Um, I think um, the, uh, having the power to check your, all the vCenters and uh, going through all the inventory details of multiple VCs um, at the same time in the same screen is uh, pretty powerful on your hand. So I would say multi-VC support. Could you see at one point where we could be doing from a mobile device uh, cross vCenter vMotion? Uh, yep, that's that's an interesting one. Yep. Okay, just an API call away, right? Yep. All from all from. If it makes efforts. sense. <laughs> right. There's some workflows out there that are just going to be, you know, just not suited for 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 a mobile experience, right? I mean, it, there. This again, we're we're looking at this as a as a monitoring tool, not as a, a true primary admin interface. Yeah. Right. So, I do got to ask, right? So if this isn't your guys' day jobs, right? Because this is part-time, what do both of you do for your real living, right? Because it's always so interesting to see how you guys are balancing what you're really doing for VMware versus the cool project you're doing for VMware. How much of this is your real job versus uh, only part-time? And what do you do? Yeah, that's a tough question. Um, we actually both work on the vSphere HTML5 client. And um, whenever we introduce new um, features and we see that's an easy one to implement in mobile client, and we jump on that and we implement that. 
All right. so I'm working on the personality manager right now and the new incarnation of the personality manager. Uh, it, it is a tough uh, uh, thing to, to work on both things, but I'm really passionate about it. And to answer the previous question, I would say notifications, although I do believe that uh, Shiva is right and it's a very good thing uh, to have MultiVC, but I'm really passionate about having this as a notification platform for uh, our clients. Nice, nice. All right. Well, that that's not too bad. I mean, ideally, you just want to have a translator that when you write code over in the HTML5, it just goes and you know creates you know whatever C sharp or whatever you're using on uh, on on iPhone. What is the, the 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 iPhone code base now? C not I forget what they call it. Swift or something. Swift. Like Swift. Yeah. So you got to go go. Just have a uh, HTML5 to Swiss translator and you're good to go. You just write code and it pops up another thing. Isn't AI good for that anyway? It's engineering is easy. You guys don't really do that much. <laughs> good. Piece of cake. If it was I only think, that easy, right? Yep. I think also <laughs> he's frozen. So I can say anything I want right now because I don't think he'd respond back because the screen is. Uh, but Siva Siva's actually still here. So we'll, we'll probably get him back before we end this uh we're coming up to the uh to the 10 minute mark so matt what else do we got i'm looking at uh the sessions uh we're good with the sessions good for next year um what else do we want to hit siva with so so what are some of the feedback you've been getting from the community I, i'm looking out here on, on the fling site and it seems especially one you know I, I want to call out that this is an active project, right? That there's been several releases here on the 2.0 branch with, within the here within the last couple of weeks and months. And there's a lot of comments and feedback, and it's not only from interaction from you know the user community that actually has this app deployed, but it seems like you're heavily engaged with those commenters and very responsive to the feedback. So one, you know, thank you for that. Uh, and being responsive to all these comments that are out there. But, you know, what are some of the themes that are occurring? What are you hearing out there as this has been deployed? And, and what's the community asking uh, of the app? And, and what's their general impressions? Um, mostly, the, uh, mostly the users uh, check out the VM page. Um, most of the users require, uh, request um, features on the VM page. And um, there are some stability issues that the users bring out to us. And um, we are working on uh, stability, uh, making the app stable um, with some um, some issues, fixing some issues. And um, there are new features that the users bringing on. Some are interesting, like they want to know the temperature of the hose and such things. So yeah. Mm. That would be cool, right? Yeah, yeah. A little bit more data, drilling down on the data, expand what the data view is for each of the hosts, right? Or even mm -hmm. the servers themselves. Yep. Yeah, the host servers. Yep. Like that. That's actually pretty cool. All right. Um, you've got uh, VMworld coming up, right? That'll be exciting. Uh, any other things you can think of from a standpoint of uh, what you want to accomplish. Um, if we were gonna have the V experts do a campaign around, you know, how to get you more support, right? Would it be a full-time rec to, to, to have somebody full-time on the project? What do you think your, your, your number, like if you had three top asks from, from us, if we were trying to drive more awareness to more downloads, do you count how many downloads are there? What, I guess the question is, what can the community do effectively for the rest of the year to help you guys be successful? 
um we certainly appreciate um, the blog articles and uh, if the users get to know the mobile client and if they can give us a lot of feedbacks maybe that will uh, drive us uh, forward um, and let go in with the management team too and yeah getting a full-time uh, uh, people to work on the uh, client is um, yeah uh, it's very good if we can get that Good. We're just uh, dealing with Timur, Timur trying to come in, and uh, he's been in and out, so uh, we're hoping he'll be uh, near the end. Uh, but that that sounds good. Um, I think we can help. We can certainly have Corey do a call for some blog articles to, to make that happen. I know I'm excited to go give it a try, so everybody that's listening should go get it and download it and give give them feedback. Uh, you sounds like you've been doing some VMUG integration uh, in, interactions and enablement through VMUG, so that's also good. So um, it's almost like we need to get this on uh, more VMUG uh, scheduled uh, agendas. Yep. Yep, we are looking at V forums too, and um, we want to press in there and um, see how the customers react to that. Right, and I love that you have a code session. So go Kripa and the code crew for getting you getting you a session. Uh, that's going to be a live session, so people can come in. And I would suggest that uh, we'll we'll enable uh, some kind of a mobile giveaway. Uh, for your session, and we'll do a marketing campaign to make sure that people at the end of your session that are at the end of that would would potentially win something. So that uh, if you have downloaded the mobile app and you're in this session, and you you guys ask uh, groups to you know, people in the audience to go do something on the mobile, that whoever comes up with the right answer in chat could win something. So we'll do something there just to drive awareness because I think this is actually a pretty cool thing that you're doing, and uh, we need to get the community behind just making sure that everybody knows that it's there because it's 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 been long enough without a nice mobile that this if we get this momentum going uh, it would be good um i still think you need a full-time wreck um are you guys going to be worried that you're going to lose control of this if we get you staffing uh that that all of a sudden i know how this goes because we do interesting projects and we're it's our baby and the next thing you know it gets funded and then some uh, some vp comes in and wants to take ownership of the whole thing and uh, you're back you're, you you lose control of your own project um i don't think that's going to happen but does that make you worry Oh no, not at all. Uh, because um, any anything, if the project goes forward, and I want the customers to be happy, and um, using the mobile client and have some peace at home. Um, all right, all right, yeah, yeah. That's that's that is true. If you love what it is, you just want it to be birthed and uh, and and grow up and be a, a happy adult. So I I get that for you. So we're coming up. We got five minutes left. Let me repeat the blog, and uh, Matt, you can ask always your favorite question at the end of the show. But the blog is blogs.vmware.com slash code slash 2021 slash 05 slash 28 slash vSphere dash mobile dash client dash access dash vSphere dash anytime dash anywhere dash any dash device. So if you got all that, that's sweet. Otherwise, just go or to just go to blogs.vmware.com and search for the mobile. Go to, the, go to the code blog, VM, blogs.vmware.com slash code and go check it out. Go check out the session number. Now, that's the overview, right? With, with great videos and whatnot. But if they actually want to download the client itself, flings.vmware.com and look for the vSphere mobile client. And then once you have it downloaded and installed on your Android or iOS device, if there is features or questions that you have for the team, we heard again, two ways to reach out. 
one post up on the fling site within the comment section which is siva and, and tmor constantly monitor you can see through their responses that that other po persons that have posted and been interacting with they were very responsive with this or that twitter handle that it's out there siva the twitter handle one more time uh it's vsphere ui underscore team Okay, so vSphere UI underscore team. So if you'd want to tweet them out with questions as well. And we have that if you're watching us over on youtube.com forward slash vbarbecue, we have posted that here in the subtitles as well. So thank you for being on. And Eric, any other final questions for this team? No, not really. This is uh, this has been good. Other than uh, we will transition to the barbecue record. I know Corey ate some barbecue and Siva, um, you're in India do you guys do barbecue in India? It's it's uh, it's twelve o'clock here. It's actually one o'clock. We go get lunch, so we end up with the V barbecue report. So uh, Siva, what's your favorite barbecue in India? Do you guys do any kind of cool smoking of meat or anything uh, that smoking of rice? What do you get to eat over there that's barbecue? Um, um, I'm a vegetarian here, and um, I like pani tikka. Um, we have uh, skewed pani uh, cubes, and uh, we season it, so it's really a good. Uh, um, All right, sweet. Corey Romero, did you barbecue this weekend? You know what I did? Um, so my, I took two of the three of my sons out, and we've got a lake just about a half hour away from us, and uh, we did trout fishing. So we got up at 4 o'clock in the morning, went out, and we were in the water by 5.15 with our poles in, and uh, I think we caught 12 trout but only kept three. Um, you know, just the others were too small. And so, uh, yeah, we cook it. We took them home and uh, we filleted them and uh, filleted them with a little bit of butter. So normally what I do is I put them in foil and I'll put them with, with garlic and I'll put some butter in there with a little bit of lemon. And then you just wrap, lightly wrap it up so you get the you still get the smoke in there. And uh, you just cook it and uh, it, it's, it was amazing. It was great. Yes, that's awesome. Um, we the the cornfield in my backyard came in. It would definitely have you know, 150 years of corn. So we barbecued corn as usual, and I have learned something about harvesting corn. Uh, definitely want to harvest it early. Don't let your corn sit in the cornfield too long because if you let it sit too long, it just gets mealy, right? So we had some corn that was fantastic because it was like it was fresh, baby, nice little poppies sweet corn, but then some of the bigger corns uh, that we left on for maybe an extra week or two uh, was starting to get a little mealy. So especially when you put it on the barbecue and burn it up a little bit. So uh, it's, it's there. And uh, I see we've got our, our guest back. So we'll ask him. Um, so what is uh, your favorite barbecue? Um, you know, we're just finishing up with the barbecue report report. So uh, I'll, I'll ask you. So uh, what is your favorite barbecue? And that goes to uh, Timor, right? I'm going to say it wrong again, but uh, we're finishing up with the V barbecue. It is lunchtime. You're in Europe. And if you're live, I got to ask you, what is your favorite barbecue? Well, it is uh, um, the same that you eat because I've been there. And uh, if you're talking about the actual meat or is it how you make it? anything, anything, this is the V barbecue report. It goes at the end of the podcast, every show it's lunchtime here. So we just talk about it to close it up. And uh, Corey gave us some, uh, uh, okay. gave us some, so just tell us some barbecue stories. Yeah. So we, we had the, just a couple minutes ago, we 
it was and there Obviously, we get, need to get Tia more a VeloCloud device for over at uh, the Bulgaria office. Uh, unfortunately, his connection seems to be a little bit intermittent there. I do have to say, I, I have a personal VBBQ report. This is more on the equipment side, and it could be considered sacrilege. But nonetheless, I need to share, even if it is just to be poked fun of. So within the past week, I finally made the conversion over from propane, which again, in and of itself is probably ixnay for, for you true barbecue charcoal enthusiasts. But I made the switch over from propane over to natural gas for my outdoor grill, just because I didn't want to ever have to deal with those propane tanks ever again. So it was an amazing switch over. I can just go over there now turn the gas on, light a button, and never have to worry about going to a service station for those 25-pound propane tanks ever again. Yeah, that is uh, super impressive to hear, Matt. Um, you know, your stove in your house just uses uh, natural gas, too. Maybe you should just save yourself a little bit of time and just put it in the oven. Yep, I knew that one was coming step right into that mess so we'll, we'll we'll let that one go you could uh you know you could also move down to texas because i hear texas likes using uh natural gas as well so i think you could fit down there in texas and do some barbecue down there and you'd be happy yeah i'm gonna leave you alone on this one matt <laughs> Corey, I just, thank you i appreciate you <laughs> you know what everybody has to do barbecue in their own way there is no right or wrong matt so i'll give you that uh, that that natural gas sounds like a heck of a good upgrade compared to having to go get propane filled up all the time. So I'm I'm with you there. I, again, it, it will bring up any probably thoughts of consternation. I will be ridiculed from this day forth, but <laughs> it's the idea of getting outside and doing something that resembles grilling. So if it takes natural gas to do that, well, then at least in my opinion, so be it. Do natural gas lines freeze? In the wintertime, do you have an issue around you know having gas lines out there? Or I have no idea. That, that has not been brought up. Uh, the connection would be above ground. I do not know if that's an issue. It's a valid point. So um, that's something we'll have to look into and have to report back on from the user experience team from all things I, natural I, gas. I might have to, to put a, a comment in with uh, our natural gas provider around here of of what's the, the situation when it gets below freezing. Yeah, I I think you'll be fine. I think I'll, now that I'm thinking about it, lines just run outside, so I think it's good. With that, we're three minutes past the hour, so we got to let our guests go. We all have to go have other meetings to do. This is not our day job, much the way uh, the mobile app is not their day job. So support them, go download it, and uh, give it a try, and uh, tweet about it, and we're going to have some V Expert blog articles on it, and uh, we should have some fun with that. Until then... Uh, uh, have a great week. Uh, eat some barbecue. And uh, Matt and team, good to see everybody. See you again next week. Thank you all. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks, guys.